But I don't want to have to learn something new. Shut it. Today's process is this. Evolve or die. Sit back, relax. Let's light a lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. There are monsters and bandits here, but if you are stuck in your 9 to 5 and you want to start or grow a business, this is the place for you. Remember, admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. All right, so um, in the words of Ferris Bueller, paraphrasing, life moves pretty fast. If you blink, you can miss it, something like that. I don't know, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. But here's sort of the the story for today, right? Is that um, this last, so in February of last year, uh, I was really like fired up about the serve game. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, the serve game basically is the transitional game that you must play to pay your bills. Excuse me, uh, the help game. The help game is the transitional game you must play to pay your bills um, in order for you to transition into the serve game, which is the to help the clients that you want to help in the offering that you want to give, which is sort of your ranger mission or your life's work. Now, very few people actually get to do the serve game. Most people play the help game and they don't know. It actually is the help trap where they don't know how to transition from uh, being trapped in a nine to five, being trapped in a business they don't like. That's the help trap. And then um, they have to transition that to the help game and then from that into the serve game. Just a way to think of it as a mental framework so that you don't feel like you want to murder yourself every day. Um, In any event, so I was feeling really good about the help game in February of last year because I had literally been tinkering around with um, a marketing channel that then started to work. And I was like, "Ah," and it's more of a traditional way of doing it, a more traditional marketing channel. I was like, sweet, this is going to work. And then um, now that I finally got this factor to, to work, I can scale it. And then that way is that will kind of stabilize everything. And then we'll be able to transition more quickly into the cert game. Um, and uh, something really interesting happened is the whole market shifted. Everything shifted with obviously the pandemic, with people starting to work from home, with the, you know, basically the lockdowns, money all froze, like everyone's perspe- everyone's perception just changed. Everyone's perception just immediately changed and there was nothing that you could do about it. And so you have a choice, right? Like you can double down on what worked before uh, or what you can do is you can um, take the feedback and keep grinding to find something that will work in the new environment. You know, when I started in the in this game, in the legal game, 1998, 1999, there were people making tons of money off of yellow page ads. Like they would have like these they would have these giant ads in the yellow pages, um, you know, pictures of themselves, half page ads, whatever. And, you know, they cost a lot of money, but, you know, legal cases are expensive. So you just need a few legal cases to be able to pay for that. And they were just crushing it because they they owned, they were top of mind in the space because when someone needed to find someone, they just went and looked in the yellow pages. How quaint. And those guys and gals that did that and didn't know that the, the environment was changing, you know, the environment changed in an instant. Think of Uber, for example. The Uber totally changed the DUI game. So it used to, you know, it used to be basically is that like take Los Angeles County, for example, 16, approximately 1600 people every month 
get DUIs in, in uh, Los Angeles County. Now, that's only that's not the total number of people that are driving and shouldn't be driving. That is just a method that is just re- directly related to enforcement. If you were to double the amount of enforcement, it would go to 3,200. Like, I don't know how many people are driving and shouldn't every night in Los Angeles County, but it's a lot. There's 22 million people in Los Angeles County. So um, enforcement is enforcement does not come near even catching everybody. Um, so what happened, though? Well, there's the the DUI business totally changed, and why were less people getting DUIs because of the uh, Uber and Lyft? No, the same amount of people get arrested every month. The difference is who was getting arrested. So people who had a little more money and who were were able to take Uber and Lyft, um, you know, when they would go out, those those type of people uh, wouldn't wouldn't get DUIs anymore. Right. There were still people getting DUIs, but the people that didn't have as much money to be able to do something like that, um, though, those people didn't have the cash to basically hire attorneys. So just the same amount of people were getting DUIs, but fewer people could afford fewer people that could afford attorneys were getting were getting DUIs. Wait. Yes, fewer people that could afford attorneys were getting DUIs, and that's because of technology. DUI business has changed. Now there were obviously the guys that were the sort of the category kings, and and you know they they were taking everybody off the top, but the the bottom twenty five percent of DUIs just went away. Let's say, and so if your marketing efforts were reliant upon that bottom half, you really started to struggle. Like the pie of available clients got smaller, and that was because of a technology issue. Now, why am I telling you these different examples of the market shifting unexpectedly? Right. Well, the change of the, the pace of change is accelerating. Now, I don't, in everything, I don't know if you've noticed it in politics. I don't know if you've noticed it in the economy. I don't know if you've noticed it um, on social media, but our, the, the sort of gestational period of everything is decreasing. Everything happens faster now. And what that means basically is, is that you need to figure, that you need to figure out the skill of being adaptable. Because if you are not adaptable and able to evolve, you will gain success in an area and then you'll be caught flat-footed. So you need to do two things. One, you need to be like, all right, I need to understand that I need to be able to course correct very quickly. And number two is it is more important than ever to identify what are some keystone habits that I need what are some foundational habits, keystone habits that I need to develop that will never change? Because there are some things that are foundational, like grow an email list. Uh, Donald Trump just got you know got banned from from Facebook and um, everything basically, Facebook, uh, Twitter, everything. But he has an email list of tens of millions of people, so he will still be able to communicate with his people. Because he has an email list, right? Now, I don't really care about the political issue of it. It's not a political podcast. So you plenty of places that you can go for that. The point I'm trying to make out is, is that if the president of the United States can get deplatformed, you can get deplatformed. So the key is you want to make sure that you're growing an email list. All right. And what I would suggest to you is that email list that you're growing is just start right now with the people that you want to serve. Don't do a list to make money. Uh, and then say, I'm going to do a list of to, to, uh, the people I want to serve. Just start right now. Has, have the email list be the first part of your serve game that you start to grow. And that you can, you, you know, you can market for your other 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 parts of your game for the help game. But your your email list should be for the people of your serve game. Okay. Because if you don't do those things, if you don't identify what the foundational habits are that are most likely to survive change. Now, it's not a guarantee. I don't know if anything is guaranteed to always survive change, but the most likely thing right now is an email list. Um, I don't think email is going to go away in the next five years. 
who knows though but that's the, that's the best information that we have and then also just just acknowledge that that gone are the days where you discover something that works and then you just ride that pony for the rest of your career those days are gone they don't they're not around anymore and that is why you have to and also the I think the days of creating a, an engine that just runs and then you just go drink margaritas on the beach while your engine just makes you money while you sleep I think those days are gone too and maybe I'm not smart enough to figure that out maybe I'll figure that out one day I'll be like oh this is it but I think the pace of change and also because you're not just competing with your local geographic area like so I my main I live and I go back and forth between California and Virginia but Virginia is like sort of my home base right now but my whole business is in California so California lawyers are competing with me but I have Virginia Virginia expenses and they have California expenses so to give you an example um, and I talked about this a couple days ago you know I was renting a a townhome in uh, California for like $3,600 a month with no yard I live in, I have a house now with a huge yard for like $1,800 a month. Like it's, it's a joke. It's like twice, it's like 10 times better for half the money. And that, those expenses translate among everything. And so California lawyers have to compete with, California based have to compete with me and I'm Virginia based. Even I'm licensed in California. I have all my people, you know, I go back to California. I have all my, my, you know, contract employees that live in California that help me. Um, and everything's virtual now with the uh, with the pandemic, so it doesn't really matter where I am. I can I can do a case anywhere in the United States, basically, uh, and then just fly back if I have to do a hearing or a trial or whatever. The point I'm trying to make is that is that the competition is only going to get more fierce because you're going to have you know you have this group that's coming up now, this generation. I don't know, is it, is it past Generation Z? I don't know. Every single group that is going to come up is going to be more technologically advanced than the group before it. And I think every single group that comes up is going to be less entranced with the idea of working at one place and being more freelance oriented. And then that, you know, that from an earlier age, so that that means that they're going to start to develop the entrepreneurial skills much earlier. So like you've got 20 year olds that are probably, you know, 20, let's say 25 year olds, you've got 25 year olds that have, you know, been playing the entrepreneurial game. Uh, you know, for like seven years and th- coupled with the technology, um, coupled with the mindset, they are probably ahead of where I was when I was 40, right? Because I just started late in terms of really getting into the entrepreneurial game deep, right? And I think, you know, so the competition is more, the competition is more skilled. The technology, the technology, technologically, the technology is shifting faster and faster. And um, I think your uh, your customer base is becoming more demanding. They they are demanding more authenticity. They are demanding more connection. They're demanding, um, you know, they have more power and options to be able to leverage to work with who they really want to work with. So you better make sure you want to work with them because they'll just go find somebody who they feel welcomed by and wants to work with them. I truly believe that entrepreneurs are the ones that are able to solve the problems that are coming. But I also truly believe that, um, that there are pitfalls, there are monsters and bandits that entrepreneur, all entrepreneurs because of their mindsets can fall into and not build the proper foundation. And that's what I help people do is I help give people a place to stand so that they can let their creative minds run wild and solve problems. But if you build a foundation of sand, it doesn't really matter how much you evolve. It doesn't really matter how much you course correct. It doesn't really matter what you do. 
you're you're going to be you're going to always have a, a, a nagging feeling of something is going to shift under my feet and the foundational things that I teach people to do in terms of especially in their connections anyone can do and they work every time like your business isn't going to solve all of your home problems I hate to break this to you and it, you have to max out the things you can control you have to max out the things you can control because if you don't then when the things that invariably will change that do change you'll have too many moving parts and you, you'll be overwhelmed and um you want to give yourself every chance to succeed because the win, the difference between winning and losing is a micron. And so if you don't have the things that you can control totally locked in, you're in trouble. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, go buy yourself a journal. You need working papers. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is I want you to write down Evolve and Foundation. You need to max out your foundation and you need to be prepared to evolve every day. And just remember, kids are fighting over blueberries in there. Remember that. But also remember, there is no end if it's in the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper, on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.